0: Welcome to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you're interested in learning how to build a company, make money from your art, or transition to a new career, you've come to the right place. As always, if you like this episode, please remember to like, subscribe, and share with a friend. Today, I'm chatting with Dr. Sandy Curtis, speaker, music therapist, social activist, and author of a book, Music for Women, Survivors of Violence, a Feminist Music Therapy Interactive eBook. Sandy. Welcome to the show. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Of course. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm I'm very excited to have you on board and, and hear more about your work. For my audience members who are less familiar with, with your what you're doing and what you're working on, how do you describe yourself and what you do?
1: Well, I am a music therapist and you might might be right that that might be an unfamiliar term for some people. So I use music working with people uh, in a broader scope of trying to improve their quality of lives. Uh, Right now, I'm working with women survivors of violence uh, because that's a very important challenge for many women uh, trying to recover from the harm of abuse. And music and music therapy seem to be a particularly effective way to help them.
0: So I'd like to go in a little bit deeper about um, your interest in this. So what initially got you interested into studying music and music therapy?
1: Ah, well, I was uh, studying classical music in Montreal at McGill University, and I enjoyed it, but I I just didn't find it captivating as I was wanting for a a future career. And then I learned about music therapy. Music therapy gives me this wonderful opportunity to use music to improve their lives, much more so than if you're on a stage singing to or performing to an audience. Here I am uh, using music every day with people who uh, are facing considerable challenges uh, in their lives, and music is an incredible way to help them with those challenges. And I think we all know that music is, uh, has this, uh, intuitively, you have a sense of its power. It moves us emotionally, physically, spiritually, psychologically, uh, and it's that power of music that makes music therapy such uh, an incredible uh, resource for personal transformation.
0: Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So, I want to hear more about kind of your your journey after you got your degree. So, when you, I guess, were first studying music therapy, did you know that you would be getting into, you know, particularly uh, working with with women who have have been abused, or was that something that has come out of your your research and the the different areas that you focused on post-school?
1: Yeah, it certainly wasn't my initial plan. Uh, When I graduated, uh, I got a job as a music therapist working in palliative care uh, with people with life-threatening illnesses. And so coming to work with women survivors was actually more accidental than anything. Uh, I was teaching full time at the time in Georgia, uh, USA, and I had an opportunity for this music therapy position at a correctional facility in in a small town in georgia and at the time even at that time i was not thinking about working with uh, survivors of violence but when i got into the facility, I found that the women I work with, about seven out of 10 in the small group of 10, had been survivors of violence, and a, a large number of them had ended up in prison because they'd taken a violent uh, means to get out of their abusive relationship. And so that what really began to let me see that music uh, therapy could be very effective for them, but also to know that uh, so many women in so many walks of lives are really uh, impacted by the violence violence uh, it's often a sort of a kept behind closed doors and you know an un, unspoken secret uh, and yet so many women are impacted so once I got into there I, I really got very excited about the possibility of reaching out and helping them on their journey to recovery
0: mm-hmm. oh that's wonderful and so as you're in your own journey because it, it, it's 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 in looking at kind of what you've been doing you you know you you've straddle the academic world and the private world uh very well and kind of go back and forth how how has that relationship worked in your professional life so far and is, is there one that you prefer more than the other
1: no i i really enjoy them both uh, one enriches the other mm. uh in teaching music therapy you're not allowed to teach unless you've got a certain amount of clinical experience and then what i found the real joy of when i was teaching at full time at a university was that it allowed me the luxury of working with different groups in different populations so if i were work having to work full time in a music therapy practice i would focus in on one group but because i was working at university i could take on different projects and this allowed me a lot of variety and so as you heard i taught talked about working in palliative care, I did work with women survivors of violence, and that's the most recent, but I also had the opportunity to work uh with uh adults with uh disabilities and so the variety of of being and having your feet in two different worlds is great and of course, music therapy is a field that allows great variety because we work with people from all ages and all walks of life mm-hmm. wonderful
0: so i I'd like to hear more about your book. So, um, was it in 2019 you released a uh, a book. Um, what what initially made you want to write the the music for women survivors of violence book and what was that process like of of creating this book?
1: Uh, it, it I felt it was such an important almost a mission for me uh for so many years uh, more than 25 i've been working with women survivors but behind closed doors at sexual assault centers at battered women's shelters and behind closed doors was essential uh and also to keep them safe uh because many were being stalked by their abusers uh but what i found was that these women were really able to recover in in incredible ways through the healing power of music, but people outside of my therapy groups weren't aware of what was out there for them. So I I decided I really needed to make a book that spread the word and I really wanted it. So it was, definitely not uh, a focus of an academic book I really wanted it to be out there for for just every everyday person who could read it and I also wanted to include as much music as I possibly could because I I hate just talking about music and not having music there Uh, so that was the impetus for the for the book Uh, and it's really the audience I anticipated were really threefold Uh, one was for women survivors of violence Uh, the next audience was for women in general because we may not be survivors of overt violence, but mm. we grew up in a culture uh, that objectifies women and is misogynistic and uh, devalues women. So all of us are impacted by it, whether or not we have an explicit experience of physical violence. And then the third group was for music therapists who might want to learn more uh, about mu- how to use music therapy to help survivors. And that's important. Music therapists and other health professionals because uh you may not work at a shelter for women but one out of two women in their lives will experience male violence and so wherever you may work you may find yourself working with a survivor even if they haven't told you that Mm -hmm. if you find yourself wanting to be an ally to support women survivors there's many ways of doing that and and whether whether you're in a field that works with survivors explicitly or not, being open, being open to the idea that it might be a possibility. And then when hearing women, certainly as allies, we need to listen to them, hear them, and take them seriously and believe them so that, you know, the, the, that's the the primary reason many women do not speak up is because they fear they won't be believed they fear they're they'll be shamed and blamed for the violence so if we can uh, keep an open mind uh, and so that when we hear them we believe that what they're saying is very serious and it needs to be uh, Needs one has to have an open mind to uh, explore with them their experiences if they're ready, or certainly just you know on the other spectrum if you're not a healthcare professional, uh, you know if you're a guy in the locker room and you're hearing locker room talk, which I hate that that expression. uh, Mm -hmm. People need to speak up and stand up, speak up and say, hey, we don't do that, we don't say that anymore in 2020.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. On that one. Um, another project I see that you've worked on is uh, call, uh, something called Beyond Me Too. Could you tell me more about that project?
1: Yeah, and that that's also very near and dear to my heart. Uh, it's again part of my uh, role as not only a music therapist but as a social activist, that uh, understanding that what I do behind closed doors with women survivors is important but alone it's insufficient, that we need to actually change the world. We need to actually work to eliminate violence against women. So the Beyond Me Too project was uh, a way, again, to get word out to the public. So I created a film uh, and that was working with university music therapy students uh, using music, uh, writing music, performing music, and recording it to get out to the world their experiences, uh, of male violence against women. And then the project, the ultimate purpose, was to make the, the film free of charge and available online open access to anybody who wants it. So it can be shown or watched for personal viewing, but it can be shown in classrooms for educational purposes or at, at uh, you know, professional organizations. Uh, so the purpose, again, was to show how the 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 serious and pervasive the nature of violence against women is uh, and to show how music can be an empower an important tool for not only empowering women but for bringing about change, we look a lot at the music you probably see it in pop music there 's a lot of stuff out there that is um uh, negative towards women that objectify and use them eye candy in various pop music videos but as much as music can be used in that negative way it can be used in a subversive way to challenge the status quo uh, and so the music that i used in that workshop as well as uh the the film and as well as my my book as well is music of women, strong women singer-songwriters who are giving their take on uh, life, on experiences growing up in this world. Some of it's about their experiences of male violence, but some of it's what it means to be a man or a woman, what it means to be in love, what are our relationships, uh, what is empowerment, personal and political, uh, and you know, maybe just a good old kick-ass feminist anthem there included in the bunch. Uh, so that was sort of the nature of my thinking and the project, and then the ultimately ultimate goal of making it available, open access to anywhere, anywhere anyone, anywhere in the world.
0: Oh, great! Thank you. What are some of your favorite songs?
1: With mm. that? Oh, I have so many that I love, and of course, there's more since I I have about 200 in my book, yeah. and I say, wow. 200 and I'm like, oh I've only got 200 and then since I released the book there's been such great music that's come out since then so my most recent one that I've been listening is to the chicks uh, March March mm-hmm. uh, which is I think a great one but there's some classics there's uh, Lady Gaga's till till it happens to you uh, there's um, some fabulous ones this. It's just really incredible how much music is out there mm-hmm. uh, and, and for different styles. Because, of course, each what works for me is maybe not the same music as for others. Uh, so I, I do listen to a lot of pop. When I was working with women survivors in Georgia, uh, that group, R&B, was their pop mm-hmm. voice. <laughs> so I, I learned a little bit more. Uh, so it's really there's some fabulous music out there. Uh and I'm trying to think there's been some great protest songs that have been used in, in the in the most recent marches as well. Uh and some big names and some smaller names. Uh Milk who wrote her own song. Um Quiet, I can't keep quiet, which is uh not as big a big a named song, but still a powerful song and became the really the anthem for the women's marches a few years ago. Yeah. Wonderful.
0: So I'm I'm curious about your and how your relationship with with the term fear and how you work with your groups. Um so normally I ask a, a lot of my podcast listeners about just fear of when I mean fear it's like starting a new project or the apprehension and I it's I have a pretty strong indication that fear is something that means something different to you and your group the idea of fear how do you think about it and approach it both yourself and with the the groups you work with
1: yeah and my experience of fear and the women that i work with their experience is different uh their experience of first and foremost of course is a real genuine fear uh of physical violence and and even death women who are in abusive relationships uh, when they leave they 're at greater risk of being murdered than at any other time, so they have a real physical fear, and then they have of course a, experiences of incredible abuse, uh, but they also have uh, emotional fear because that sort of underpins the physical violence is the psychological violence that the abuser uses to tell them that they deserved it, they asked for it they they don 't they 're not worthy of any anymore so they have a fear of, you know, getting out and and getting help. Uh, And they also have a fear of how can they overcome uh, such incredible trauma. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a different kind of fear when I when I and I still have it after all my years of experiences, every time I go with a new group with of new women that I'm working with, I wonder how is it possible sort of an trepidation, how is it possible to reach out to these women who have s- experienced such severe trauma? And then luckily for me that I know I'm not there alone, it's the music. And that usually when I put out a song or when they choose a the music and we listen to it together, then that relieves that that pressure. It's like, oh yes, I don't have to worry about reaching out to them. The music reaches out and opens the door for them. And then together with, with the women, we carry on in a, in a journey. Uh, music music to overcome the fears of their lives and their fear of uh of how they
0: can move on oh wonderful so with on the on the music side do you in your in your sessions do you um encourage them to to play music to learn how to to play a a various instrument or how does that work when you go through that
1: question because I talk uh, sometimes I talk too much about listening uh but we do much much more than listening uh it's not an educational because the focus is not on on learning an instrument Mm -hmm. uh but what it is is we first start out Listening to other women's songs because uh, the women I work with have so long been silenced by their abuser and sometimes by a culture that, uh, you know, organizations that don't listen to them, don't believe, police that come and then don't intervene effectively. So we listen and they hear their stories in other women's songs and they can think, oh, okay, maybe I'm not the only one. Here's a very important singer songwriter who's, you know, got a hit song that talks about male violence against women. And then I pull up my guitar or my piano and we sing that song again instead of just listening to it. Hmm. And it's singing, we we it becomes very personalized we internalize the music and the song and the message of the song and then myself and the women as we sing it we project onto the song our own experiences so if it's a song about experiencing abuse then it's becomes their song about their abuse uh and it breaks that sort of that that social barrier where it's like okay maybe my hus my abuser tells me that that it's all my fault but i see this important big name Powerful woman, and she had the same experience. So maybe it's not her fault, and mm-hmm. maybe not my fault either. And then we move to writing songs. And so uh, they may start with the lyrics first, or we may hum and improvise a little vocally, uh, whichever goes easiest for each woman. It's very individualized. And then they they write their songs. Um, I work with them, and they sort of tell me what kind of style they want their song to be in. Almost all of them have. Used listen to a lot of music, but have not actually done any writing, so that's a little bit of a fear there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do things like listening to you know singer songwriters of diverse sort of styles. So we listen to Tracy Chapman, who's very simple. Uh, her words, her language, her but her, her ideas are profound, and so that they can learn that it doesn't have to be poetic. It doesn't have to be this fancy smancy kind of thing as long as it's their authentic voice and then we the women record the songs and they can choose if they want to record it themselves with me accompanying i usually lay down a few tracks and then they sing along with the tracks and then i can fade out mine Uh, or sometimes they just want me to do it they're not feeling quite confident enough Uh, but it's very powerful for them to hear their songs recorded Uh, it's a true gaining of and reclaiming a voice, not just a metaphor, it's a a real thing. So there's lots of diverse things. And we also do some relaxation because you can imagine the stress for them is very uh, challenging. So we do some music-centered relaxation as well. So really a large variety of different music-making experiences, very much individualized. So what works for this particular woman? Uh, And then I move to the next woman in the group and what works for her might be very different.
0: Mm -hmm. Good to know. With your, so with the the work that you've been doing, um, what types of resources are available out there um, for for women who are looking to either find, um, you know, a, a program such as yours or ones that are seeking help? What are some places that you recommend they start with and and um, mm-hmm. look for?
1: Yeah, and uh there, there aren't even enough uh shelters in, in in the US or even in Canada for the greatest need. Uh but at and not every shelter has a music therapist, but there are some shelters, some women's centers that do have music therapists. Mm-hmm. Uh so that would be a great way. Um there are also, depending on on, on the situation of the individual, uh in in the US, uh some can hire music therapists uh, to work with if they'd like to, if they're not wanting to go to a shelter, uh, and that, um could be through, you know, reimbursed through their their, their health insurance, um, to find a music therapist in the U.S. so they could go to musictherapy.org uh, would be a good start. Uh, some people might not yet be ready uh, to go to a shelter or go to a women's center, uh, and that was one of the reasons I wrote my book, so they might start there. Uh, and see what they can gain out of that book and see where they want to take it. Uh, there's a lot of music out there and so they can do a lot of, we have a lot of stuff available, a lot of resources in terms of music listening that's available uh, you know, online. Uh, and then if they have the music experience of their own, they could they could explore it further. Uh, but if they really want to delve deeper and if they really uh, want the support, maybe they don't have a background in music making, then uh, I would suggest uh, getting uh, a music therapist for some support.
0: Okay, excellent, thank you. So with everything that you have um, worked on and experienced over these few years, what would you say has been the best advice that you have ever received?
1: In everything? Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, hmm. I would say don't underestimate the power of music. Uh, And it's funny, you know, I know how powerful it is, but sometimes you forget it. Uh, And so and sometimes as a music therapist, uh, I'm looking at music for the women I'm working with rather than myself. Every single person can really uh, access and tap into this power of music uh, and it can incredibly rich, enrich our lives. Mm
0: -hmm. Wonderful. Wonderful. Again, thank you, Sandy, uh, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. If the listeners would like to buy your book or hear more about what you're working on, where is the best place they can go to do that?
1: That would be at my website, both for information about my book and also about information about all the free materials that are available with the Beyond Me Too project. And that is sandycurtis.com.
0: Wonderful. And I will put all of the links in the show notes Uh, again thank you so much for joining me i really appreciate
1: it oh my pleasure
0: thank you for listening to another episode of the advance your Hour podcast if you like this episode please go into itunes and give us a five-star rating and while you're there hit the subscribe button so that every single time i release a new episode it will go directly to you without even thinking about it if you're interested in hearing older episodes Please go to advanceyourart.com where you can find the catalog of everything I've done so far as well as contact information and projects I'm working on. Thank you again and have a great day.